Welcome to Freedom Friday. Mark Danolo here, Art School MBA and CEO of Sales Globe. And it's that day of the week we get to take a fresh look at creative, data-driven problem solving. And last episode, we were talking about pumping pipeline. How do we increase your pipeline to increase your return on sales investment? So we're going to pick up on that right now and talk about some practical tips to pump your pipeline. Now, let's look at some process points. I want to give you a few tips here. Things you can do to make your pipeline healthier in terms of process. Shifting and lifting is one. So we can look at creating a more efficient pipeline by examining our sales process and our account management process and finding the points where we can trim out and shift things to other roles. So for example, if reps spend a lot of time generating leads, we might determine it's more effective to shift that task to an outbound lead generation team. That team could be less expensive, it could be more expert at lead generation and more consistent because they concentrate on it and they optimize that process as a team. Another one is more stringent deal qualification criteria. You could trim your pipeline by developing more stringent suspect pre-qualification criteria so you spend less time on fewer prospects at the top. So as I said, this is hard for salespeople because we tend to feel more comfortable with lots of activities going on and lots of leads in the pipeline rather than fewer or having a leaner pipeline which makes better use of our time. So we're all optimists, especially salespeople, and we hope that some of those deals are going to come through even though the likelihood is pretty much zero. So being tougher at the top in terms of what you actually let go through the pipeline. Another option is you might look into a more efficient qualification process. So you create a more efficient qualification process when those opportunities come into the pipeline, which means you're going to take less time qualifying each one of those. So less judgment and more strict criteria for whether they move on in the pipeline. Better problem solving and proposal quality is another option. So you might actually spend more time when you get to the proposal phase on solving the specific customer problem rather than giving the customer a boilerplate quote. So you might ask yourself some questions, like what's the core problem you're trying to solve? What's the story behind that problem? What are the customer's motivators? How can we differentiate from the proposals we think they're gonna see from our competitors? So by spending more time on better problem solving, you're gonna increase your conversion rate from those proposals to close deals. So when you put them all together, Pipeline management improvements like this can reduce the overall workload per account and increase your sales capacity and your return on sales investment. I want to share with you a simple pipeline validation method I use, and it's made up of just four questions. Question number one, is what we need at the top of the pipeline realistic? So when we work up from one closed deal at the end of the pipeline, through all of the workload and all of the conversion and attrition rates, at the very top, we know the number of leads that we have to have at the top of the pipeline. So we wanna know, is that number realistic? If you can't generate that number of leads, or if the rep can't have that number of touches in the market, meaning having conversations with say 25 or 30 new prospects a month to get the right number at the bottom, then you have to find a way to generate that number of leads. So it could be through a lead generation engine, maybe marketing partnerships, or you can improve your conversion rates at each stage of the pipeline so you don't need that many leads at the top. So that's a real eye-opener when you see what you actually have to do going into the pipeline. Question number two, how many deals do you need at the proposal or the quote stage and at what minimum revenue level? 
So this number is also based on your conversion rates and closed deals. And you might ask, well, why am I jumping all the way to the proposal stage from the top of the pipeline stage? It's because the proposal stage is kind of like the truth teller. It's saying that we have legitimate deals with pricing on them in front of customers. And these are proposals or quotes that were requested by the customer, not pushed by the sales team. So they have the real potential to close. So as an example, you might know based on all of your conversion and attrition rates that a rep needs 10 proposals at any given time of the month of at least $50,000 in value for each proposal to get the right closed deal volume. Number three, what's the age of your proposed deals? So this one sometimes gets overlooked and proposals are perishable. They have a shelf life and they expire. And after that, they just take up space and time to manage. So you need to figure out what the shelf life is of your proposals and put an expiration date on them. For example, you might determine that after 60 days, that's the expiration date on the proposal in terms of when you'll count it in your calculation. So the 10 proposals the rep had in the prior stage, all of those have to be at 60 days or newer. Otherwise, we don't count them in our planning. And the older ones may still be in the pipeline or they may move to a holder dormant status, but we're not faking ourselves out by counting old proposals that maybe have gone by. So again, we're trying not to deceive ourselves here. Number four, how many proposals do you need to close every 30 days? Of the 10 proposals that rep has with a minimum of $50,000 each in value that are all 60 days or newer, you need a certain number of those to close every 30 days. And that number generates at least the goal the rep has every 30 days. And you need to be able to manage that number by managing each of those questions. If you can't see your way through these four steps, then the rep or the team is likely not going to hit their goal. And you need to go back and you need to work on the levers in the pipeline to see what you can impact in terms of volume, workload, conversion rates, time, or other factors. But if you are hitting the numbers in those four steps with some of your reps, understand what they're doing, what they're doing differently. And it could be related to those levers or other levers like sales process or value proposition. So these are some pumping pipeline ideas for you to consider about how you can focus your organization on growing their pipeline and getting more profitable growth. So try these ideas in your Freedom Friday and every day.